Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hello, food friends. Today, I'm doing a solo episode to talk about one of the big themes that comes up with not only a lot of the guests on the Food Founders Podcast, but also with food brands that I work with whether it be privately or brands that are a part of some of the different programs that I run. One of the big things that I hear from food founders over and over and over again is my product tastes great. So why are retailers saying no to listing it? Or my product tastes better than everyone else out there. Why can't I just seem to get it listed? Or some version like this. If you are like a lot of food founders out there, you have probably thought this to yourself or said this to your loved ones. Heck, maybe you've even said it to a wholesale account uh, that you're trying to get it listed in as well. And you might say, my product tastes so much better than everyone else. Why aren't you listing it? And I get it, guys. This is extremely frustrating, especially when you know that you do have a superior product to everyone out there. If you've been following me for a while, whether it be through my Instagram or Facebook or on this podcast or anywhere else I show up in the food and beverage industry, you've probably heard me talk about the fact that it's not just about the taste of your product. And that's what I'm going to be diving into today. I'm going to be diving into one of the reasons wholesale buyers are saying no to listing your product. I'll also leave you with a link at the end of the episode to a free guide where you can get the 10 reasons wholesale buyers are saying no to listing your product and how to have them say yes instead without needing to bargain, plea, or harass them. So there are lots of different reasons why you might be hearing no from retailers right now. And the one that I want to be talking about today is your branding. Now, I know some of you might be saying, Ainsley, branding is nice to have, and I'll focus on that once I have some more sales in my business. And to that, I want to say, no, no, stop right now, stop right now. Guys, if you want to have more sales, you need to focus on branding in your business. It's this bit of a chicken and egg situation. You need sales to want to be able to invest in your branding, but you need branding to be able to sell your product. I'm going to be going over three reasons today why you should be focused on your branding if you want to drive sales. 
Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you might have listened to my last solo episode. If you have not listened to it, go check out episode number 15. In this episode, I talk about my BMS approach to food businesses. And you'll notice that in that, I talk about this formula for driving sales. Now, there's lots of different formulas and recipes that I use for food business success and building food brands that sell. And the BMS approach is one of these ways. And guys, the formula here is BMS stands for branding, marketing, and sales. And branding plus marketing equals your sales. So that's the BMS approach in a nutshell. Branding plus marketing equals sales. So too many food brands out there are focusing on sales first. I need to drive more sales and then I can do marketing. I need to drive more sales and then I can look at my branding. And you've got the formula wrong. How can you expect to get sales if you don't have a brand that's going to connect with people and you're not doing marketing that's going to get you in front of the people that you want to buy your product and retailers to want to be able to list your product as well. So go check out that episode if you haven't listened to it already. Today, I'm going to be diving more into branding and why you should be looking at branding if you want to get more yeses to getting listed on retail shelves and if you want to drive more sales of your product. Okay, so reason number one why you want to focus on your branding if you want to drive sales is that you can sell people what it is that they really want and really need once you understand what those pieces are. This is all part of having a strong brand strategy. You understand the gap in the market. You can see where no one else is serving an audience and you can see how you uniquely fill that gap. So let's say you have a new kombucha, then the taste is it's amazing. You've got delicious new flavors. You've got this great process and you've you've got this great new kombucha that you've come out with. How do you decide what flavors to have in the first place? How do you decide what is the right size that you should be selling? What types of graphics you should be using? Who should you even be targeting? What types of accounts? What's the overall experience with enjoying your kombucha? And how does that really differ from anyone else? When you've done your market research as part of your brand strategy, you understand these pieces. You understand what is truly driving the market forward and what people are looking for. And when I'm talking about what people are looking for as a whole, I'm talking about both wholesale accounts, what they're interested in listing. And what they're interested in listing is what people are buying. So when you really understand the market, which is part of your brand, then you can deliver people what it is that they truly want to spend their money on. Plainly put, when you know what the market is hungry for, which is part of building a brand, you're able to sell what people actually want. And this doesn't mean necessarily that you need to completely change your recipe, although sometimes it does mean that. What it does mean is that you're able to speak to and position your brand to what people want to hear. If everyone who is looking for a kombucha out there is looking to understand what the probiotic count is and you fail to mention that because you don't think it's important, 
you're not even in a realm of consideration for a lot of buyers because that is something that is important to them. So while yes, you may be getting sales with this, you're missing money from people not picking you up because you're not able to speak to them in the language and to the features and benefits that are important to them. So reason number one, why you want to focus on your brand is so you can more easily sell your product because you're delivering what the market wants. You're giving wholesale accounts, what they know will make them money. And you are giving consumers a product that they want to buy because you truly understand them. So reason number two, you want to focus on building a brand if you want to drive more sales is so that you can have a clear competitive advantage and you really lessen the impact of any competitors out there. When you have a great brand, no matter how many other people are selling what you sell, they won't be able to compare with you because they aren't you. The real reason why you create a brand is so that people will buy that, that unique, ownable, specific brand, and not just the product that's inside of it. Your product can be Repeated, someone else can create the same product as you. They can have all the same features, all the same benefits, deliver the exact same nutritional intake. But when you have a brand, no one can repeat that. And I know that you might have a very special formula. You might be saying, no one else can mimic this, but really they can or they can get very close to it. But when you have a brand, you're able to stand out so that people are going to choose you and only you. When you have a strong brand, you don't have competitors the same way simple products do. This is why people have their favorite coffee brand, why people are Mac people or PC people, why people love Nike or Adidas, or really why we buy one brand over another when in most cases, the actual product itself is really not that different. You have a very clear, distinct advantage when you have a strong brand. And what that brand is really connecting with is not just the features, the benefits, the taste. It's connecting with the emotional side of people. And this is the key to your success in the food and beverage industry and really to creating a brand of any kind. It's being able to connect with people's emotions. This is why people buy. I know myself, I will oftentimes drive 15 minutes out of my way to get a Starbucks Americano when there's not good alternatives in the area. I'll especially do this if I need an emotional pick-me-up or I'm looking for some sort of comfort of home. In 2018, I was staying in Shenzhen, China, and I had an absolutely lovely time minus a not-so-great hotel experience there. The next day, the first place I wanted to go to was a Starbucks. Now, don't get me wrong. There is amazing coffee in this region, and I had not even considered having a Starbucks the entire month that I was in China. But when I was feeling down, when I wanted something that reminded me of home and something that would pick me up and just give me comfort, 
I happily went to Starbucks. I went out of my way. I paid ridiculous amount for a coffee compared to anywhere else around me, but it didn't matter because I wasn't searching for the coffee. I was searching for that comfort, that emotional sense of home, that emotional sense of belonging to what is a part of my brand identity. Uh, When I think of coffee companies, I definitely associate with Starbucks. And that is something that I was looking for in a place where there was not a lot of pieces that I could identify with. And that is the power of a brand is you have people connect with you, not because of what you're selling from what it tastes like. You are there connecting with you because of how you connect with their head and their heart. And when you can connect with people's heads and their hearts, you can connect with their wallets a heck of a lot easier as well. So that's lesson number two, why you want to be focusing on your brand before your sales. Because when you're focusing on your brand and you're selling this, your competitor's impact diminishes. And the third reason I want to share with you today why you want to focus on building a brand if you want to drive more sales is because if you don't have a brand that connects with people, no one ever gets to taste how delicious your product is. If you don't have a brand that people want to connect with, that they associate with, that they see themselves aligned with, they're not going to pick you up. And retailers aren't going to list you because they know who's shopping in their stores as well. They know that they have a specific type of person coming in. They know what products are moving and not moving. They look at a lot of data and you being on store shelves is a risk for them in some way. And if you don't have a brand that connects with who their shoppers are, their risk increases and their likelihood of listing you goes down. Think about when you even go shopping. What type of brands do you notice? You are noticing the brands that connect with you. If you are a bright and bubbly person, chances are you are going to notice the colorful packages out there that speak that bubbly language to you. On the flip side, if you are a very serious person, you are going to notice very serious brands out there. If you are someone who is very holistic, those are the brands that are going to connect with you. We connect with brands that are a representation of ourselves and that help show the world who we are. This is why it's so important when you're looking at your brand as a whole, it's important to look at both what the consumer, your target audience, how they look at themselves and how the world looks at that person as well. If you've done any of the brand prism work with me before, you've probably done this. I hope you have at least because we laid that out where you are going to look at both of those impacts and that helps define who your brand is so that you can help people tie your brand into their overall identity. We're programmed to connect with and be attracted to things that help us build our view of ourselves that connect with who we are. So if you have just for now branding, meaning it doesn't really connect with anyone, but it's just for now until you get more sales, there's no real heart into anything, there's no messaging, then it's going to be really tough to connect with anyone's heads, heart, or wallets because you are not connecting. You are simply just 
being there. And that's not what is going to get people to pick you up. When you really know what the gap in the market is, how your product fits into that and how to connect emotionally to people, that's when they're going to pick you up. That's when wholesale accounts are going to say, yes, I want to list this product because I know my consumers are going to love this. And this is when consumers are going to be picking that product up off of that shelf, whether it be a real shelf or a virtual shelf. And they're going to be coming back to you over and over and over again because your brand helps them build who they are. Your brand is what makes people want to take a risk on you and try you for the very first time. So if you're a new brand, this is especially important to you because people haven't tried you before. Brands that have been in the market for a long time can almost get away with poor branding because people have already tried them. So that risk to buy them is not as high. If people haven't tried you before, you need to give them really good reason why they should take a risk on you, why they should hand over their hard-earned dollars to you and maybe trade in a product that they've been buying for years for yours. I've personally been on the road a lot these days as I'm spending four weeks driving across my home country of Canada from Toronto to Vancouver. Between these two destinations is almost 5,000 kilometers or about 3,100 miles. And as you can imagine, coffee is needed a lot for this journey. If you follow me or you know a bit about my story, you know that black coffee is my thing, so much so that I used to own a coffee company that was directed specifically to people who drank their coffee black. And so you bet I've been on the road looking for great black coffee. Now, as we're driving through big cities, small cities, really small cities, and everything in between... How do you think I decide where I want to get a coffee? Now, mind you, we're spending a lot of time on the road. So this is, this is a big decision for me. Where am I going to get my delicious caffeine fix? So what do I do? I take a look at my options in whatever city I'm in, and I try to align the brands that I see to myself. I take a look at, does the decor of this restaurant look like a place I would hang out? Do the people inside of it look like the people that I would be connected with? Do the baristas and even the machinery, does, do those people and those things look like they would be aligned to me and the type of coffee that I'm looking for? That's exactly what I do. And then I'll go in, I'll buy my coffee, and let me tell you, this doesn't always work out as planned. Sometimes I end up in these super cute coffee shops that absolutely look like they're my jam. But when I taste the coffee, it is absolutely not. But you know what? They got my hard-earned dollars there for my product because their brand connected with me. Now, on the flip side, I've been into some really amazing coffee shops as well that look like they would be a brand that I would associate with. And I've been happily delighted and I walk away with a extremely delicious black Americano. Now, I'm not saying that you should not have a good product. Absolutely not. Because you should always have a good product. But if you want people to ever try it, you need to have a brand that's going to connect with the people you want to connect with. 
the best coffee in these cities could have been right next door to a place that I went. But if it didn't look like a place that connected with me, if I wasn't getting any emotional connection with it, I wasn't going in. And those are the types of decisions that we all make every day when it comes to our purchasing decisions. And those are the type of decisions people are making when they're buying your product as well. So if you are having just-in-time branding or just-for-now branding, I really urge you to take a step back and ask yourself if you can afford to keep doing that because people are not going to get to try your product and it might be a product that they love and can't wait to continuously buy, but you're not showing them that you are a brand for them so they keep going by you. And your product might take a lot longer to succeed than if you were to just invest in having really great branding that connects with your specific audience, filling that specific need that you can fill in the market. And again, your brand is not your logo. It is not just your packaging. It is everything that your company does. It's the language that you use. It's the packaging that you use, the pricing that you use. All these things build your brand. And it's really important that all of these pieces work together so that you can have a food brand that actually sells. So that is reason number three, why you want to focus on your branding if you want to drive sales, because you can stop being the world's best kept secret and you can actually give retailers a reason to list you and consumers a reason to pick you up. So there you have it. These are three of the reasons that you want to focus on branding before your sales. Because remember, sales is simply an end result of having great branding and great marketing. So to recap, reason number one why you want to focus on branding before sales is so that you can sell what people want. Reason number two, you reduce the impact of your competitors because you hold a unique and special place in people's heads, hearts, and wallets. And reason number three, you get people to actually want to list your product and buy your product because you are connecting with them on a deep level and you can stop being the world's best kept food secret. Not having a great brand that connects with people is one reason you're probably hearing no from wholesale buyers. If you want to stop hearing no, which I'm sure all of you do, and you want to start hearing more yeses instead, make sure to grab my free guide that lays out 10 reasons wholesale buyers are saying no and how to have them say yes instead without needing to bargain, please or harass them. You can grab that link in the show notes or you can visit www.turnnotoyesguide.com to download that right away so you can be on your way to getting your product listed on your dream retailer shelves and flying right off of them. That's it for this solo episode, guys. If you've been putting off your branding or thinking you can keep going with just for now branding, hopefully this has got you thinking that if you want to be driving sales, branding is what you should be focusing on first. Have fun out there, food friends, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Food Founders Podcast. <laughs>